thank you for that. Nice, warm, strong, warm voice in a cold day. Thank you. Let's uh, have a word of prayer as we continue with our service. Father in heaven, we thank you for your presence here. <clears throat> we pray that you would continue to pour yourself out to draw us closer to you. And we ask that you would do that as we continue with our service today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> as we continue through our series, uh, as we're looking at the believers in Ephesus, today we find ourselves in the book of First Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2, because Timothy was the pastor of the church there in Ephesus, one of the disciples of Paul. 1 Timothy chapter 2, I'll start by reading the first eight verses. If you'd like to follow along either on the screen or in your Bible or smartphone or tablet. First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, including kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good. It's pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and apostle. I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire, that, uh, I desire then that in every place men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Now, in person and in letter, the Apostle Paul gave the believers there in Ephesus a lot of advice. If you go back to Acts, um, he gave them advice when he was there in person. He gave them advice as he was there almost three years. As he wrote the book of Ephesians, as he's now writing to Timothy, he gave them lots of advice to accept Jesus by faith, get baptized, uh, go to church, pay tithes and offerings. Uh, let Jesus <coughs> take away your sinful bad habits. Let Jesus uh, put the Holy Spirit in you so that Jesus can do something in your mind, which is simply giving you Jesus' thoughts and feelings and actions and motives so we can have healthy, balanced lives that, that reveals itself in areas like you'd have healthy marriages, we'd be good parents, uh, kids would honor their parents. He wanted them to be good uh, employees. He encouraged them to uh, share Jesus in town. He shared them to send out missionaries, which is how they reached in about in a, approximately two years. They reached uh, all of Asia Minor, part of Turkey, modern-day Turkey, which a, a scholar says about a million people in, in about two years' time. Well, that, that wasn't done by one person. It wasn't done by just Paul. They were sending out missionaries. He told them to use their spiritual gifts. Um, he taught them to be nice, to be helpful, be thoughtful, be patient, and much, much, much more. And as he's writing here to Timothy, um, 
as he's writing to Timothy, his friend, his disciple, the pastor of Ephesus, he's writing him and he's reminding him, as I just read here, the powerful importance of prayer. And we see that throughout the Scriptures as well, not just in Timothy, but in uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20 as well, where I got the little, little whoop, where I had the illustration of the, on the slides for the door, you know, in Revelation 3.20, how basically Jesus is saying, I stand at the door. It's, it's a um, heartfelt, uh, like, example of standing at the door of your heart, how, how God stands at the door of our heart and knocks, that if we let him in, he'll come in. Well, prayer, as Paul is reminding Timothy in the Ephesians, prayer is that, that, that hard-to-explain thing, whereas as people pray, it uh, a, a longer story short for another day, as, as, as this thing we call the great controversy is happening, where Satan and a third of the angels saying, are saying God is a problem. God is either asking things that uh, can't be done, God is trying to be forceful, God is trying to do bad stuff, and God is saying, I'm, I'm not. Uh, in eternity, I've never forced my authority. I've never forced anybody to do anything. Well, that puts God in a unique position because of who God is. He can't force because he's not a forceful person. Plus, if he did, then Satan would be right, and then we're all lost. And so God can't force himself on people, just like he can't force you to be saved. He can't force your kids to be saved or the people who are praying. He can't force people to be saved. Hence, he stands at the door and he knocks because he gives people a choice. Where, well, where prayer fits in is it basically... Um, Prayer is that unique spiritual way where as we pray, God can say, well, uh, all these people are praying for Patrick, so I'm going to really work on Patrick's heart this week because you all asked me to. So in God doing that is not forcing himself upon you. He's doing it because we all asked for it. So he's not being forceful. We asked. And so God is continually being a bigger, you know, knocking louder, knocking longer, really trying to, you know, look in the wind. Hey, hey. <clears throat> and when you walk out of your door, bug you between the, you know, your house and the car, you know, etc. <coughs> <coughs> you bring me your water, honey. <coughs> I got a tickle here. I don't think it's going anywhere. Thank you. Sorry. You called it, Tito. <coughs> Thank you. Sorry. Real life gets in the way sometimes. <coughs> so anyway, so as we pray, <coughs> it, it's that, <coughs> that hard to explain, <coughs> mysterious thing that, that allows God to, appropriate, to appropriately continue to do what he already likes and wants to do anyway, which is work in our hearts. But it kind of opens up that door and adds fuel to the door for God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus to kind of work with people even more without being accused of being offensive and, oh, well, who asked you to, to try to come into my life? Well, they did. Lynn and Sarah and Danielle and Shaughnessy, and, well, they're praying. And so I'm, you know, they asked me to, so I, I'm, God still is being appropriate as he does it. But as we pray, that, that God works even more. And so that, that allows them to work more in our lives as well as the people we're trying to reach. <coughs> that's, the, <coughs> that's the benefits of intercessory prayer. 
So he's encouraging uh, Timothy and the people in, in Ephesus here to keep praying, 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 which is why prayer is a big part of the Bible almost anywhere you turn. Old Testament, even the sanctuary, a big part of that was the, the altar of incense, which is just, it's a symbol of prayer. Even as the world comes to an end and people think, oh man, a third of the trees are burning, a third of the water's drying up, and oh man, every, the whole world's going to fall apart. And what does God have as you get near the end of the book of Revelation is something called the seven trumpets. And what's the seven trumpets? Uh, long story short, I'm sure we'll study it someday, hope you'll come out. But the seven trumpets, long story short, is all about intercessory prayer. Because as the world is coming to an end and things are just getting crazy, God needs people like us, believers, to be praying and praying and praying. So that our prayers, hence the altar of incense, our prayers are mingling with Jesus' death and resurrection, going up to God, fueling, fueling the Holy Spirit and Jesus' efforts in the last days to reach people, to keep us in His hands and to reach other people. So even one of His last messages to humanity in the seven churches <coughs> is about prayer. So He writes here to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 2, first of all, I urge that supplications and prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings be made for all people including kings and all who are in high position, that we may lead peaceful lives and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. This is good. It's pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself up as a ransom for all, which is the testimony at the proper time. What I'd like to do for the next 15 minutes, <coughs> for the next 15 minutes, I'd like to uh, have us basically practice what Paul just wrote about, what we just read. He's, he's encouraging prayer for all. He's encouraging prayer for the kings and leaders. So what I'd like us to do, if you can go to the next slide, it can probably help us <clears throat> for the next 15 minutes, which uh, might seem long, but it really isn't, if we can, uh, uh, Madison or, or Tony, can we go to the next slide? Whoever the slide person, there we go. <laughs> um, what I'd like us to do for the next 15 minutes is just get into groups, approximately four to six. If, you, if it's Three people, that's fine. If it's six, seven, eight of you, that's fine. But approximately four to six people per group. <laughs> and I've, I've got it broken into five different areas that your group can be praying about. Uh, Paul is encouraging, pray for everybody. And he says, pray for your king, pray for uh, leaders, etc. So I've got it, got it categorized here. <laughs> you know, first one, American government. We don't have a king, but we have a president. Present, and as well as in not too distant future, would be uh, planning for a new president. And so this, please, this isn't a moment to break into politics and say, boy, you know, let's pray that we get that Democrat out and my neck. May God help us all. It's not about politics. Whoever our leaders are, they all need prayer. Doesn't matter if they're male, female, Obama, dark skin, Biden, light skin, younger, older, Democrat, Republican, they all need prayer. I wouldn't wish that job on anybody. Um, so it's just about genuine prayer for uh, the American government, 
<laughs> whether that's president uh, in your little group, you might want to pray for the current president, the future one, both, um, the Supreme Court, senators, governors. <clears throat> so first category is just kind of the American government at the big, big, big level. Uh, and then local government, whether you're thinking just Texas or whether you're thinking the colony, you know, fire department, police, hospitals, city council, mayor, or if you think governor of Texas, but, you know, local government. And then three, the neighbors, whether it's the neighbors around this church or it's the neighbors in your group, uh, neighbors around where you live or both, but the neighbors. And then third or fourth, uh, crosswalk leaders, you know, the people who lead this church, Uh, head elder Royce, the other elders, the deacons, um, church board, treasurer, Sabbath school leaders, people who are teaching kids story, you know, just church leaders. Um, and then uh, fifth is the people in your group. And so, you know, you got seven people in your group. Take turns, you know, praying for everybody in your group. And so those are the five areas. Fifteen minutes might sound like a long time, but if you just pray for three minutes over each category, that's 15 minutes. So it really would go quite quick. Um, and so if you can just kind of now start moving into approximately four, five, six people in a group, approximately, and we just go in a circle and take turns praying for, uh, for each of those uh, five areas. It'll be about 15 minutes. <clears throat> and um, uh, Bill is up here. So Bill, if you want to kind of set a clock, uh, as you do at the beginning of service, set a, you know, you literally put a clock up on the screen. So that way, if anybody's not sure, they can always open their eye and literally look at the screen and we'll all know how much time is left. So if you want to put up there 15 minutes and uh, just start... Yep, yep, just start getting into groups. Uh, and if you, and I would highly encourage, uh, I'm not trying to be unreverent, but I would highly encourage you not to kneel. Because if it's 15 minutes, um, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 minutes in, you're not thinking a prayer, you're thinking your knees. So be comfortable. <laughs> By all means, if you want to move a chair, that's fine too. Move the chairs around. <laughs> so you're comfortable uh, praying with the group here for the next uh, 15 minutes. <clears throat>